it's been a long time. It's been a long time coming. But I finally found the perfect mop to drag the shit out of Westworld Season 3. You're listening to that blessed and highly flavored podcast. It's only because a nigga bless. Welcome back to Black Girl Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back. And we are finally getting to a subject that has been on my mind for quite some time since the season has ended, probably three, four, five months ago. But I have not revisited since I wanted to do a second rewatch of the season. And luckily, Patreons, Real Talk Reactions, check them out, seriously, they're the, my favorite. Um, did the watch the season, so I just rewatched through them. And yeah, the feelings I felt before have been escalated several degrees as I now knowing how the puzzle was supposed to fit together uh, a little bit more accurately now that the you've taken time away from the expectations that you had. Because everyone goes into a show with expectations, right? Um, they either live up to them, disappoint, or they surpass. And in season three, I had a lot of expectations on what the show could do. And sometimes you have to question if your opinions are biased based on those expectations. That's why you give yourself time and a rewatch to really get an assessment on how you truly feel. I will not say it's the worst thing I've ever seen on television. I mean, cause that's just not factual. Whatever they did here, I mean, even one episode of Westworld is probably better than four seasons of Legends of Tomorrow. <laughs> so I'm not, being out of like this is needs to be nominated for some type of what's those uh the terrible award shows oh damn that's how much i'm not in the loop because i uh actually don't know what that it's called but you know they don't deserve that but they do deserve it it does deserve a roast for all of the things in which somewhere in the writer's room i'm not sure if anyone just said fuck it we've been dealt so detailed no one's gonna care or it's just hey we need to get to the next step of this i'm not, i wish i was a fly on the wall to see how some of the things i'm going to point out and drag tonight made its way into the script and also the screen i just i'm i'm floored that's why i'm roasting it and not doing a season three <laughs> just regular recap or theory or not the thesis as i typically do because this series just went so left and i'm not clear on why we needed to do it some of the decisions were just beyond terrible so I had to think about how did I want to break this down? I do not like the idea of going episode by episode because that means I have to, I'll probably get sidetracked on conversations 
and just skip ahead on episodes. So I thought that was pointless. So I think we're going to stick with character. So then I had to think about which character I wanted to do first. And I thought, let's start with, you know, let's try to balance it with <laughs> people I had less of an issue with, with people I had more of an issue with. So let's start with the bad our boy William. Man, you know what? I'm tired of you. I'm tired of this shit. I would really love to know what Ed Harris's contract was. Was it the first three years or was it a three to five year contract? I'm not sure, but it has felt this entire season three that William was treading water. His whole entire arc had beyond reached its peak. Now there is this consensus in the fandom though, and this is where I think the show keeps trying to teach the fan something, but like a Trump supporter, sometimes the ignorant cannot be taught. And there is this hero cult of worship for William. Like he's somehow the good guy in this story. And I think that somewhere along the line, and I think there's a few times that in Westworld season three, the writers were trying to be fan cute, where they tried to incorporate maybe some of the criticisms or things that were swirling around. And we'll talk about the, the cuter side of that on another character. But with William, it was this idea that everyone is really feeling that the villain of the story is somehow the hero and they're waiting on pins and needles and disappointed every time that he doesn't get this quote-unquote redemption arc now the writers have not come out and stated which is ridiculous in this time and age to be honest uh that william raped dolores it has not been spoken. People still go, well, I don't contest that's what he was doing there and there to her. Like dissecting her body is somehow less inhumane. Oh, but she's just made of parts. You have to pick a side. And clearly if you're on the side that you can abuse things that look, feel, smell like a human being, you might need to talk to a therapist. Um, on the other hand, if you're still rooting for Dolores, because these same people be like, oh, I, don't know, I love William, but oh my God, Dolores. Y'all don't make sense. <laughs> you don't make sense. And I feel that the writer somehow felt it was their need to reinforce that no, William is indeed a villain, despite us not saying it outright, because we have faith in humanity that they can spot the difference. Jeffrey Dahmer murdered a lot of people before he was caught. Why? Because he was charming. He didn't look like the guy that would be eating people. It's a simple fact and that's why women who drown their babies, if they're pretty, can get off. It's awful. And <laughs> the show is making this desperate attempt to say, oh, you think this is a guy that is messed up, you know, he's lied even to himself, right? We start off with the season, he is stumbling around his house. Last year, everyone's like, oh, well, he didn't, um, he, what, what were they saying? I can't remember. But there was a, a lot of debate on whether or not he was a host. 
I kept saying the whole entire time, he's not a fucking host and that really was his daughter. Sometimes the show will tell you something and when there's a mystery involved, they're like, well, if there's a possibility that it's that way, then it's that way. But there's also a conclusion that you can make about the story that's being told using all of the facts they are giving you. Stop it. You don't want to go down on your on your white horse. But some, sometimes, man, you got to go down on that ship. I've been wrong plenty of times or have been made foolish by TV shows. It's okay. The world is not going to explode if you've been proven wrong or you were rooting for the wrong person. It's okay. It's fine. But I thought they did a fairly great job, season one, of portraying that William is not a great person. He's also not mentally well. He also tells a lot of lies. Everything leading up to season two wow he's got this profile it says everything we've already suspected about william he's delusional he's uh you know he's never really to blame he's a victimizer or he he victimizes himself he cuts his own arm because he'd rather think he's a host than oh shit i got so caught up in this fucking pissing match with a dead man who ain't paying no fucking shit to me because i've become so warped and attached to this world that it's the only way in which I can be my true self because when I'm outside of these gates I can manipulate everyone into believing who I am but then when I'm in here I don't have to put in the effort all of these things are saying this is not someone who deserves redemption <laughs> he does not even if he redeems himself what does that mean what if 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 Hitler dived into the water and saved a baby because it was drowning does that then make everything he did prior to that somehow irrelevant no (laughs) William needed to be committed William needed to be uh imprisoned not just for the things that uh he did in the park not to the host and everything I'm talking about all the shit illegal shit that he was doing to humanity because y'all don't put that into a factor at all Fuck the host part. Look at all the look at the breach of security he did to every host in that or guest in that park. His company, what he represents, uh, is the exact same thing to a certain extent that Sirak was fighting all or doing in all season three. But he's a villain, and y'all can point to that immediately. But for some reason, when it's a Western civilization man and he's Caucasian, we can't put those facts together. And that is what's wrong with America. (laughs) And it really, really correlates this year. Exactly that point. So here you have William, once again, delusional, talking to his dead daughter. Now everyone can be like, yeah, okay. Yeah, it's confirmed. He killed his own seed. But maybe he'll come back as a good guy. There was nothing left for William to do this season, and it felt like it. Now, if they had wrapped up his story with uh, Charloris coming in and tricking him, and then he got locked into a psych ward for the rest of his life, and that's how it ended, man, I would have been okay with seeing his face again in season three, and I would have thought that was apropos and fine. It It would have served its purpose. It would have made sense. He would have gotten the justice due because, yeah, Dolores deserves 
and is rightfully angry which is we'll get some to the dialogue on who the fuck was in the writer's room it definitely wasn't a female writing all this shit for these lines for tanny newton to say you're gonna make him into another william what it what anyhow (laughs) uh we'll get to that controversy a little bit later but here we have him being tricked uh he's still not taking responsibility for his actions and she gets him sent or he is he ends up being stripped of his money everything no not of his money because he said at the end which i then he gets put in the psych ward right he had that last scene of dolores being the one that puts him in the comeuppance and then he knows she got out of the park that she's wrecking havoc in his company all of that is poetic justice but then she put the fucking tracker in it and it went downhill from there he gets to he gets his episode where he's having the mental break of well was i always a good guy was i somehow how many times do we need to yeah it's so overly thrown in your face that for anyone who has an actual intelligence i mean everyone else was just like oh this episode's so good he's just he's dissecting his and it was it was well written it was well directed it had a sense of um it's like every other william episode but it's the same message again and again just in a different type of format and it's exhausting because this guy really needs to be punched in the fucking and that you're giving him lines to Stubbs Stubbs and Bernard stumble upon we'll get to Humpty and Dumpty they stumble upon information that helps him just conveniently get out of this place just so he can be a part of the fucking narrative once again because honestly he should have went in this in this facility and we never should have heard from him again even if the tracker was there why the fuck would they out of everybody all the people in the room just left left him in the room by himself under this type of therapy and then they're the ones that decide to rescue him and then take them take him with them what what? he's already in the system thought to be dead Like, they just decided to wipe him off the board permanently once you're in this facility for outliers, which we'll get into that whole, that didn't make fucking sense. Um, so he's there, and then he runs into Stubbs and Bernard, and he's like, you're not fucking the real Arnold. What do you know? What do you know? You spent a whole fucking week in Westworld chasing shit. You You had no reference to other than Dolores whispered that name to you so many years ago because there was no park data on who Arnold was no one even knew his what his face looked like which is why you were looking at him the entire time but you also but you at this point got the uh, audacity to not only be in be in front of people who are 20 times stronger than you there's just no way in hell I don't care how many times he had played Westworld that was my issue too half the season two y'all was making this man like he was some invincible fucking god what the hell he was a 70 year old senior citizen his bones are frail there is nothing he could have done to stop the degeneration of the calcium in his bones I don't care how much fun with they got to have the science there 
whatever the case may be these are machines and you are still flesh and bone there's no way in hell with the with the the uh the dial turned the other way of these hosts can do whatever the fuck they want that he's winning that fight nah he already got shot like 20 times they having him like two pot i mean they really was and i think they wanted to play with this idea of william as a host is he not a host but then they played to it to the point where it was ridiculous don't if you're not gonna make him a host don't shoot him 12 times i don't care what kind of fucking medicine i get we can cure all diseases now fine that's great diseases is not a a, not blood loss because i didn't see any blood bags going into i mean and then you show a whole thing in season one of how you got to put blood in the fucking house they can have a low leakage level but apparently william can't okay that's fine it's fair he killed his own daughter that was crazy enough too and that's what he deserved and yeah but no he came out of this this therapy session saying you know and and that, what is this whole idea of oh if i admit i'm wrong then i then i understand that i'm wrong no no one is words to say what you think people want you to hear and the other is fully consciously no because if william fully grasps what he's done there's no way he's breathing right if i fully understood in my brain that i am so psychologically fucked up that i killed my daughter and i accept that as my reality my reality does not continue to exist because i've done something ungodly to to man to myself i've taken the life of my only child i've destroyed the life of her mother who slit her threat her wrist because she knew this entire time that she was married to a man that deep in his soul wanted to be something else that was nefarious and that's what he went to that park to do every 30 years all these excuses of well you know if you do yeah you can give a lot of charity but if you still like touching little boys on the side and i still don't give this whole shit about their hosts and their robots no you cannot put a put a baby that looks like a robot next to a real baby are you really going to look at that other baby and stop looking at that's why people get it like they look at sex robots because they're so used to and it's kind of true in our system that we're we do use certain inanimate objects and sexualize them that's what vibrators are for but that's where people bog down on the sex part i raping someone is still it's not about sex it's about power so when you see other people talking about oh well they just robots they just rape him but they want to ex- they, that the part of it is is that they want to put this power on someone and there's no way you're trying to tell me they don't manifest that out in the real world in some way unless you're william which is why he is rare but everyone else in that fucking park no i don't believe for five seconds that part of what their behavior is that they're doing here does not in some per in some way affect their real life or what they're or reflecting how they are reacting to certain things in their real life so after he curses them out he says my goal now is to take out all hosts and you have bernard saying well we might need him for what what is his purpose what is his use 
another reason just to have the stupid little getaway and then he goes and finds his lawyer who should have said wait a minute i have you down as deceased why was that not brought up you put it in the fucking show you can't even be consistent within three episodes why was that not brought up and then he's just gonna take a a train plane to dubai and just decide i'm gonna go walk in this building i mean the man should he was actually physically hospitalized his agency was taken away he should not have had any capacity to do shit jack all so him continuing this never-ending exhausting journey i'm sure is exactly why ed harris came out and said you know it wasn't fun for me season three i signed up to play this role i am a villain i don't need to be having to explain why i'm a villain 20 motherfucking times in the script stop it for the people out there in the back that can't comprehend that sometimes one plus one equals two now we end with finally william being killed by his own self and like the episode in which he was talking to different versions of himself and peter mulligan was in that mullen was in that and i like i said that was a well acted i love seeing uh fuck what was the young williams actor name damn it sorry escaping me right now but i love the everything they do with him as far as contextually wise is is great it's just unnecessary and then he gets to the end and his host form that charloris has made because she's probably going to try to use him in some capacity i don't even think that i think that's just some type of now that's a dire revenge that does feel very dolores like i'll make you my bodyguard for the rest of my life in host form like i'm always being reminded of this this evil darkness that began the journey that pushed me down and there's something poetic about that as well and that fits with what bernard says much later which he randomly conveniently remembered was that yeah dolores does have a sense of irony or poetry with what she does and he's killed so he's finally at least dead dead we don't have to deal with him in real life anymore how would i have done it i would have stopped at episode three or four i'm not sure because the first half of this or yeah the first four episodes felt more concise and better than the latter four the latter four is where it really just crumbled there were a few things in the first four that could have been explained away in the second four that was a criticism but now they just pile on the (laughs) on why the last four did not work and it kind of starts with william's continuous story we should have left him in that ward and not seen him there is a thing in hollywood if you have something that you should utilize it but sometimes less is more you just because you have this actor he's on the payroll we got him for three seasons doesn't mean he needs to be in every single episode sometimes you need to do what's best for the show and not what's everyone's contract or what's this that and you know i get it 
it's going to be a negotiation but if you're going to make beauty and art and you want it to be that elevated level in which the first two seasons of westworld was then sometimes that means making conscious great decisions uh lindelof does it really well he doesn't put the protagonist in every single episode like sometimes he'll just go off and we're somewhere else and watching two episodes of the leftovers of him doing that and then watching watchmen man yeah that is actually a brilliant idea just because they're the headliners doesn't mean they need to be shoehorned in leave him where he's at we the audience knows where he's at perfect place to bench him so the audience wouldn't be wondering well why even he's there then go on to maybe episode seven when bernard and stubb stubble upon the place he gets out bernard and stubbs does not have to feel any need to bring him on their journey They're, they they have nothing in common they even settle it on the fucking steps of the facility that they're not aligned in any sense of the word they should have just let william escape on his own or the breakdown of what was happening in the facility gave him the opportunity to escape and then he made his own way to dubai and we didn't matter of fact we could have just seen him walk off and say if you wanted to give him that line of that he is still very much delusional thinking like oh i'm about to be the hero of my fucking story now and he could walk off and then the next time we see him it's episode eight at the end he's in dubai he's coming in he's found his way into this facility and then he's he gets murdered that would have been a much well balanced way to show the presence of the man in black for the rest of the season up to where his ending needed to be without putting all of that just stuff in between that really amounted to absolutely nothing so that is william let's move on to a less offensive storyline which is sarak and his mission this was one of the plots that did work and the characterizations as well some of what they were developing was a little sketch their idealism but that's the thing about idealisms you don't have to <laughs> agree with them and when they go to this level of extremity then yeah it's probably uh reasonable that some of the thought process is is faltered right so Sirach has been impacted him and his brother by this event in paris in which uh i'm not sure if this was nuclear but it felt that way because he says paris can never be um he can never go to paris ever again so some type of huge fallout from from man they the war whatever caused this fallout they didn't really put too much emphasis on it other than to say it happened this is far 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 in the future sometimes the world building because we spent so long in west world the world building outside of Westworld was so quickly rushed and we didn't get that 3d angle of what it was to be a human being in 20 whatever this is what that daily life was we really didn't get a sense of that and I think that was so missing that you could not connect fully to 
what later happened with these fucking profiles. At least for me, I could not relate at all because it, it I didn't know these people. Nothing felt familiar. There was no actual detailed world building for the audience to digest. But we can understand how a huge traumatic event like that could alter someone's life uh, philosophy. And him and his brother, his older brother, they begin to work on building a machine that is going to, in a sense, control, modify the pathways of human beings, very much like the host. I thought the idea of this mimicking what the host went through in Westworld was a good transition to the real world. However, it never went down any type of hierarchy. I don't believe where, while it's easy to say in Westworld, Ford is this God that created something that he's the only thing that can really control and knows how to control. And it's always been limited into his 30 years. Yeah, I can imagine that's going to be a harder thing to, for outsiders to penetrate. Sirach, while he is that God in the sky, I can't fathom that he would be the only one in man that's even close on that platform with him and i get the whole thing with delos that was supposed to be going back and forth but it didn't even seem as if fucking william had any idea what was going on so that was really disappointing to me because one of my big expectations was once we got into the real world was that we're going to see dynamics within the humans that made what dolores was trying to do more authentic because the threat of humans was relatively mediocre and it honestly still continued to feel that way in season three except that we're supposedly doing this to our own self not to the host but i never even got that other than i guess we're supposed to be going through caleb but that's a whole other thing we'll go through when we get to him so there was definitely a lack of correlation on just how Serac's programming controlled and how much it controlled. Who else? I mean, really, I just, I cannot buy that he would be the only person communicating. Could he be the person that had the machine to help him communicate everyone be below him? Yes. But we didn't see much other than those two little fucking people and then him. And then they made his character inconsistent in a way and I didn't like that because he first comes on the scene as a guy in white he has Maeve's ball it seems as if he's just recruiting her to say you know I think we might have something in common Dolores wants to destroy man I don't want that to happen and that might be a sympathetic thing to get on right uh whatever people love to defend ford but the ford also was is himself and an egotistical god he he kept complete control over the fact that he created this species and he while wanting to see them evolve definitely thought he knew which way to do it uh and he set certain path things on the path for more of that i was very disappointed there was more not more Ford um, nuggets. I didn't need to see the actor or anything, but to think that 
oh, I'm going to release Dolores out into the world. While some part it makes sense that he only could control what was in Westworld. I can't think that if he loved his daughter Maeve so much that he did in fact risk death to save her that he would not have left any clue for her at all or she could not access any of that uh backup programming that he installed like there was just so many and when we get to Maeve because there's just the complaint list goes on it's one of the biggest biggest mistakes of the season um I'll go more into that but with Sirach he wants to recruit her because she is more on the human side like she doesn't want anything to do with their world she doesn't want to control it you know hey they've had their shit working for this long that's between them and and theirs and that's kind of some people shit on people for why she just want her daughter fuck that oh I hate that argument so much but it's not if that's the case why are we all not out there protesting right now why are we all not um in legislation why are we all not in congress why are we, everyone has and is allowed the freedom of their own destiny and the destiny does not mean i need to be here for my entire fucking species because there's no one on this planet well there is some because they're out there fucking doing it but if your ass ain't one of them you need to shut the fuck up (laughs) that is such a dumb argument to me but that's the proposition he gives her like hey i can i can get you to your daughter she's got this key to your world and he shows himself very subtly and away his power by having uh her frozen the first time he meets her and then we kind of see him in the shadows the rest of the time he he makes most of the threats to her uh i really liked his episode though when they were starting about him and his brother i think that's the biggest thing that you could take away from Sirac other than his actions because he played the machiavellian trying to realign the the way it's supposed to be fairly well like I said, I'm more upset with the schematics of the world than what his part was supposed to be. He Everything he did made sense. Uh, even the way he never would put himself physically in a room with a fucking host. Because, you know, I'm mortal and I definitely am number one on the kill list. I'm not going to expose myself so irrationally. Um, I thought it was interesting that he shot that guy because he said, what was the thing? Like, if you're going to do something, handle it yourself. And then we come to find out that he's being controlled by or he's given up himself completely to Riho. Uh, that was a bit sloppy, not, you know, earth shattering. So, but that did not line up then him and his brother created these computers they got an investor and liam's father and eventually his brother became schizophrenic and so did the computer solomon and they had this idea of outliers or it's not even them it's more like the computer and that's another thing how much is the human in the machine the machine in the human with this whole reho and solomon because solomon very much became schizophrenic like his brother 
and was considered an outlier and, and condemned in the same way that all outliers were, or at least uh, a good deal of them, frozen in society. Again, this whole idea of this operating system that everything is controlled by this one thing, while it could stand in some places, what I really loved was the show, because I like when they go deep sci-fi, and that's where I feel Westworld season three was trying to do, but they just didn't. And that's weird, because Christopher Nolan and them, and they're, that's their wheelhouse. But I felt because the criticism so hard in season two was the 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 norm people were like i can't follow along well then this show isn't for you and i know that's a harsh thing to say but that's what i mean by those immediate or those type of decisions that showrunners have to make like the leftovers didn't get a shit ton of audience and you know 50 million award seasons but if it's the season is it the story that you want to tell and you're proud to walk away from that I think there's something to be said as a a true artist to do that instead of trying to and I I understand that's easier said than done because you want to want your audience to be engaged you want this to reach a bigger audience but if you're going for hardcore sci-fi some are just not going to be in it and then the people that are are gonna be like man this is the best fucking one of the best shows ever I've ever watched and I feel like the first two seasons were really hitting that and they just pumped the brakes for season three because we should have gotten more of uh in like in the show oh shit the feed where you did have this type of system that was all over the world right and the way they got other people and it was this family right and, and the way they handle it in that show and it's another one that's not like a whole bunch of people is not like i watch the feed but if you touch on it but it is based on a, a book that is very popular so there is that but um those ideas those conflicts should have been here because that's more realistic than what Sirac was presenting as the as what it was like there were countries who were like fuck this i'm not hooking up to the feed i don't feel like we're going to or you had to convince other people to get this type of it's just more political than what this world presented itself and they were trying to parallel it too much with ford it made sense with ford he was a god in his own tiny little island this is a man with what uh, 200 billion people eh and you up in the sky in your helicopter that's where that it falls apart but man did vincent castell play that role and you know how i feel about you know vincent castell you talk dirty to me i'll be saying just have me to him all day long I, i like his acting though he did a really great job what i did appreciate about the character was that he wasn't a hypocrite he knows he's an outlier himself and yet and he gave him up his own um free will he's like i'm not even gonna have other people do something myself would not do so there was again a a symmetry there that was consistent for the whole characterization that i appreciated and why i felt it did work despite everything else around it because 
that was a good twist i did not expect to see him being like everyone thought he was maybe a puppet but it's it's he is a puppet but he's not like dead or anything he's and uh he's someone who's a real boy who gave up his free will um and then in the end i thought his ending though was a little weak sauce and disserviced he played his role well of he no longer has the god in his voice and he does not know what to do now that's scary because uh there is another guy that's on the chessboard his name is solomon and he's schizophrenic and he reveals his brother i don't know we'll get to what what happened to the outlier <laughs> but yeah i think i've said all i said about Tarak. uh i have no problems with that side of of the season whatsoever so let's go back to a complaint and that's gonna be with dolores i think we should just get the rip this band-aid off right now dolores left season three or season two i should say on a boat with five pearls she sacrificed teddy for this teddy shot himself and this is where everyone keeps saying well she could have changed her mind blah 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 blah. nope i've watched these seasons too many times that this transition on dolores was straight up bullshit kiss my entire ass while i will concede the part where she says i didn't take that thing out of us that makes us human our previous like i've decided i'm not going to change us (laughs) because i saw what teddy did that that makes sense everything else nope 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 nobody nope 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 so just to give a little bit of my (laughs) recalling of events dolores goes to the valley beyond after teddy has shot himself in the head has she changed her mind at this point no she is literally talking about how i got my information on humans how i'm gonna break down their world how they uh i'm gonna take over their world yada yada and then some and then bernard is like you're fucked up because you're not even letting these hosts have free will after you just watched your man get shot in the head and kill himself because he could not deal you are trying to take that world away bernard shoots her for this okay maybe i come back to life as hell loris and i decide okay maybe i was wrong the host should have their world and you know what i still have teddy's man ball and this is a way in which okay they can go off to their place she then leaves westworld like okay Maeve didn't make it nobody make it she goes to the house set up for her and she brings bernard back and says okay well i brought you back because there needs to be a check and balance in the world on me and i'm still planning on doing what i'm gonna do right plan gone gravy (laughs) that's dolores on her mission to take over the world all of a sudden at the end of the season dolores is not doing this plan she was never supposed to take over the world it was all supposed to be caleb and she was leading both Maeve, bernard and caleb all to this place so that she can die in peace knowing that she did her her job to her species 
this is the most cockeyed four plan wannabe four plan i've ever heard in my life that just makes no fucking sense i mean it's just bullshit fuck oh my my my, my. please point to me the the sign in which dolores ever changed her mind on humanity and the fact that they had a memory from 20 because this man on this day march the 27th decided not to molest me i chose him to be the messiah of man <laughs> to make all the decisions on what man should be after <laughs> i have set in motion its destruction uh, and then that's not even get to it's just why would you read your profile and be like you know i'm about to go put some anarchy out there well i do believe there are some people that would i also think those were the people that were inclined to anyway <laughs> like some of the the uh, i can't fucking speak the the drama drama to take dramatizations for fuck's sake that they were showing like the lady gets her kids taken and she's fucking hanging herself i'm like what the hell you mean you taking my kids motherfucker i don't know what country you in in the law that's gonna take a mom's children from her based on some words that was leaked that no one has even verified like there is so much just absolute crap with this whole profile leaking supposed to equal the end of days that i just don't buy and maybe just maybe if the world building was somehow tighter to compensate for that this would be a different conversation but it's not so the whole idea of the plan was dumb in the first place and then it just continued to get worse i got her taking over the delos board yeah that's brilliant because i really was thinking and this is how i imagined it to go is dolores took over delos delos is the beast that can you know the angel to the devil in this real world situation you honestly could have played this out for another season maybe they were like hey you're only we're again i don't know what behind the scenes were spoken you're only gonna get five seasons so you better whatever story you're telling you better wrap this up and this was one they didn't want to concentrate on was how the world ended <laughs> they were like we just need it to end and this is what we got i thought delos would maintain control of the park because we you, that was the whole thing i mean, it was like it's gonna still feel like westworld and we just took a a, a trip there we could have incorporated the whole fallout of the park there was so much to be done here that would have made for much better tv and i yeah i was cut two episodes short too so i'm sure that has something to do with it but even a few more scenes with the board you're going to show that there is this board you're going to show there's conflict of the board but it went nowhere and you have holoris in the top position of delos then it turns out she's a mole so she gets close to Sarak, but they didn't even know this until it actually happened so that wasn't even factored into her plan she's getting close to this liam dempsey guy who's close to uh how did she find out about Riho? how did any of this stuff come to her attention i think she said she'd been planning for a few months 
But that's a that's a lot together in a few months. Um, I know she read a few books. We never confirmed whose books she read. So there's that big old fat man. We're, I mean, we're supposed to say it's Liam Dempsey, but I know for a fact I saw Carl Strand on there. We couldn't get Loki back. He went back to Vikings. I feel as off also the season worked with what they had versus what <laughs> they may have wanted. Because some of the people cast were just odd. And they cast them just to connect them, but it still didn't work for the story. Uh, particularly her her choice of pearls. Right? Holores makes absolute and utter sense, particularly because of the Dallas board thing. But the whole plan was just to, you know, they had these robots and I got all excited about that. Like, oh, they're going to deploy these robots. And I think that part is still part of Holoris' whole deal. I just don't understand why they wouldn't have been part of Dolores' whole deal. Why did Dolores need to do this whole other thing? Why didn't she start here and make a stronghold and fight from the place of stronghold? Like everything else really did need to happen. It was just a whole bunch of uh, busy work for most of the characters. She should have been focused here on this board, taking over and, and combating Serac from there. Um, it certainly would have made better suspense between the two factions. Because otherwise, there it really wasn't. He's like, I need you to kill Dolores. And Dolores is this one person running around with four people around her at all times she apparently got all this money but it only can be spent on 14 mercenaries there's just so much that didn't line up at all with anything and they weren't even trying to be uh consistent with what they said in one episode in the next episode (laughs) and everything dolores was saying like I I thought it would have worked out better if she was indeed playing Caleb like that's where I thought it was going to go at the end and everything else could be explained away if she's playing Caleb like I'm just using this guy because I am being poetic and and he does remind me of or I thought Caleb was going to be a much much (laughs) much better character than he turned out and there was going to be something that changed it but it didn't it was like oh okay even with Maeve and the conversation she was having with like why did you kill Hector there was no thought other than to say oh Shaloris did that but they showed a whole conversation where she was talking to Dolores saying we have a problem and spots Maeve's pearl and her backup so I'm not not supposed to believe that Dolores said go take care of that kill them all Especially after we see another scene of one of Dolores' host people trying to chop off uh, Maeve's head. Clearly you weren't trying to, at the end, as you say, get you to this place. So how the hell did that, was supposed to match up? I feel like you had a change of heart on the two seconds you were standing on that bridge where she said, why don't you just let me in? And you were like, no, I'm going to go fight these other guys. I'm asking you, can you trust me with a plan? You're still up here thinking I'm, you don't even got the fucking key. So it wasn't even like me was ever going to get it from you. Oh, I needed to just keep Maeve busy to chase me as the enemy so that Bernard can go do whatever. 
that Bernard was doing, which Bernard didn't even know what he was going to be doing and still didn't until he came to his, uh, I just, yeah, the plan, you're not going to convince me, was thought out, done well, <laughs> uh, worth my time, uh, her saying the speech, I wanted to, I did like the speech at the end with her and Maeve, it just didn't add up with everything else. Like, I wanted to see the beauty in this world. I thought that it was, that was very much Maeve's, or Dolores's character. But y'all turned her before showing the turn. You did none of the work to get us there. It would have been nice to show that she actually gave a shit about Caleb other than taking a few bullets for him. There was no actual personal relationship between, it was more, mostly hey this is your worldview this is my worldview but not even that because <laughs> caleb asked no questions <laughs> and she just kept saying well i don't know i don't know how many people's gonna die but i just need to tell you my people have been oppressed and sirak is the bad guy and you're just not gonna fact check at all caleb not even a little bit and then her choosing to take down sirak there was no one else that you needed to worry about these outliers did she free them did she said she's making some place for this our world but what did she do for our world um these are all the questions i have that dolores never answered uh and even may's like well i didn't understand her plan until now i still don't understand her plan i have no idea other than Clearly, she thought man could still be in the equation. She she didn't show it. It never crossed my mind that at the end of episode eight, Dolores would turn out to be. I just felt as if that was a a choice made behind the scenes between agents and the studio being like, hey, everyone fucking hates Dolores because season two everyone came out hating fucking Dolores even if you are like I didn't hate her I understood but she, I felt she was acting as organically as a character that was Dolores was going to act everything she did in season three was not organic whatsoever everything she did for the last two seasons was perfectly and utterly understandable everything that she was doing as a villain made sense <laughs> everything she's trying to do at the end of it just ugh, ugh. i felt so bad because i love the actress i thought she did really great on her fight scenes i thought that was awesome it sucks that she had to tell the action directors hey i actually have action uh i i have a black belt i can do my own stunts that just shows that there there was a disconnect between what was happening technically and what was happening as far as what we built for the last two years or four years and maybe even longer because it took so long for season one of westworld to come out i remember all those delays but you know sometimes you need to take a little bit look look at avatar yeah james cameron didn't say man this is the number one movie ever to be made let me come out next year with the sequel motherfucker's been like five years he's like when i make when i'm ready to, t <laughs> to put gold back on the table i will and i understand that all studios do not have that type of or all people don't have that type of option so 
they said i wish i could just be a fly on the wall but I, everything that happened in season three you could just tell it was a lot of the behind the scenes malarkey what else with dolores we want to talk about other than her shitty plan her her talks with Maeve was a continuous burden the entire season because she just kept saying you keep doing this that and the other thing and none of it was facts like how she was talking like we're supposed to believe all the pearls right was supposed to have been Dolores up until the fact that they split apart everything from her experiences thus far that's what Halora said at the end when she got hers like oh you thought I would I'm you so of course I would make safety protocols on me and I'll explain that scene because some, some people had um didn't understand that so we have Dolores who was nowhere near the valley beyond <laughs> she somehow knows that Sizemore died for her well I guess you could say that uh you know Sizemore was in the park they do have the mesh network I have to remember that but we've never seen Dolores tap into it so that's just me throwing you a bone because Westworld don't like explaining some things that they really should explain and that was one of them how the fuck does Dolores keep accusing Maeve of shit that she wasn't even there for that Masashi the character wasn't even there for like because I believe these printed bodies are just the bodies they're 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 not the person they don't have merged memories so there's no way in hell she's gonna say like you left him you didn't know Mashashi so (laughs) why is this a part of your vocabulary talking to her and you're you're telling lies like no um he chose to stay and then Maeve is just like you know she's telling her this like you got your facts wrong I don't know why you keep referencing things that just aren't true and if that was the whole basis of why Dolores just could not decide to have a conversation with fucking uh, Maeve, then it made even less sense. Less sense. Why? Why would y'all do this to these two women that technically should be working together? And the fact that Maeve's first words were, I don't give a shit about what Dolores is doing. That sounds like a y'all problem. This is not my problem. Even when they met the first time, like, hey, you do you, I do me. Um, as long as you don't try to stop me from doing that, we good. And the last time they met up, she was like, you have the right to choose your own path. So there's just, I feel like they wanted to put them on opposite sides just to try to play with the audience. And they put Maeve particularly on Ciroc's side, despite the fact that he was blackmailing her and no one thought about that the entire season was that he was actually blackmailing her which it was dumb don't get me wrong very dumb but it's not like she was working with him of free will like Dolores said 20 times if you know I'm being blackmailed help me help me nigga and she kept saying, you're going to give this man the key. She never said she was. And I'm not sure why Maeve would even give the man the key. If he. <sighs> I'm getting so mad. That's why I'm roasted it. It's so infuriating. If Dolores just want, If Maeve just wants her daughter back. Why, did she, why would she think that she would give up the key? Why would Maeve even cro- that cross her mind? Like, you know what? I'm going to take the key. 
and I'm just gonna dip out. How about we dip out together? Like, I don't trust you, but you just hand me the key. Which I think she even said that. Why don't you just hand me the key? Well, you're gonna give it to him. Okay, well, what if I don't? Well, I don't believe you. Well, we're just not gonna trust each other? <laughs> Fine. <laughs> if we're not gonna trust each other, at least have more to do with the fact that you killed Hector than the stupid back and forth that y'all were going about what y'all gonna do with this damn key um her saying will you control us like puppets Dolores telling made that like what the shit that's not what we saw two seasons we've seen Maeve be the one that has some type of restraint when you are conscious like of course if you are a bandit of thugs just like the confederate army because a lot of people talk about how you know dolores was using the people in samurai world and they ain't had no free will but they're programmed to be murderers like that's their core programming <laughs> like maybe they had a aki story before this but uh yeah that that yeah stop trying to 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 justify your argument with a weaker point everything that dolores kept accusing Maeve of just didn't (laughs) up into the last point where she's just like yeah like why don't you just let me into your mind i'm not forcing my way in just can you show me what or can we have a private conversation and that's exactly what and i felt and you could see in that scene that's the only time that dolores was like okay i think i could persuade Maeve to be on my team other than that i saw none of any persuasion it was about them butting heads and it it didn't work everything that Maeve was saying was true to dolores like you made copies of yourself you you're trying to take over the world you're you know maybe if you said i'm not trying to i'm trying to help humanity all you did was uh, throw accusations uh, at how how sirak has taken our people and done this girl sport did a lot of shit too and you're gonna put some shit at uh bernard's coffin as well so i don't know how in the hell all of a sudden sirak became the number one enemy that is the number one people's enemy it ain't the number one host enemy but even though he was trying to become it and that's where the espionage did work with holoris in that storyline and why i still feel we should have focused there but for Dolores to kill Hector after saying Serac has all but killed our kind because he did because he took uh, every or killed everything else in Delos that's why I was like if you cared so much about your kind why were you not keeping focus at Delos as your stronghold making sure that the rest of your kind was protected from such a thing you left them exposed like that I mean, for all intents and purposes, Maeve remained a slave under Ciroc. He had her little ball. That was before he took over Delos and bought it out. So, and then Haloris is like, I failed. And she was like, it's okay. As if that part wasn't even part of the plan. Ah, it's infuriating to me to (laughs) see all of the ways in which this just didn't make sense from even a political 
standpoint, defensive standpoint, you should have had more in place, Dolores, and you shouldn't have been trying to isolate. It it should have been her recruiting Maeve the entire time. Because if that's the, oh, that's another line that I never was spoken and I don't understand why. Why didn't Dolores say, I know where the key is. Why don't you work with me? And I'm going to make you the same offer that Ciroc is. But guess what? I'm going to take the thing off that's controlling you. Why was that not an option? Why couldn't you say that at all, Dolores? And then for at the end to be like, I had this one good memory of Caleb and he didn't molest me so I now have changed my entire really that was your in 30 years that was your only nice memory her relationship with Caleb was weird too like he wasn't really part of my plan when we first saw him she was like oh yeah he's not he just it seems as if she happenstance found him and that was the whole thing we thought he was gonna change her mind and and maybe break it down and that's why if she did change on being nicer to humans or giving them a fighting chance it would be because she has all this new found relationship with Caleb that doesn't need to be sexual at all and I'm so glad it didn't go there because Teddy was only two months ago and that was the love of your life and I would not have stood for that but no (laughs) Uh, and and I think they kept making all these William comparisons but they weren't the same people and it was like they really thought we were dumb enough to not make that that correlation they're not the same person they're not and I thought if they were going to do it, then they should have made Caleb much more like William and then shown the difference. That is where they failed miserably with Caleb's backstory. They were trying to do something with it to say, not so bad, but bad, but also the different just fail. Epic fail. What else about Dolores? Uh, like I said, her ending scene was great for the character of Dolores. Would have been great if we had any journey from where she left that beach to where she ended because it was not given any due. I feel as if I can spend another four hours on Dolores alone. So let's just go ahead and move on to Maeve, who was so underutilized and disservice this season that it felt conscious and I don't want to believe that because Maeve has been and Tandy Newton has been a standout for this series Uh, she won the series an Emmy that in my humble opinion got it a season three and we see again this year that she also got nominated for an Emmy and so did um, Jeffrey Wright I think that Dolores is a very strong character but she is not where the audience empathizes and I feel as if because Evan Rachel Wood is the top billed actress and both of those stars that are continuously being recognized for Emmy are supporting roles that they decided that Dolores is right and everyone else has to be brought to that mindset now that's um very controversial to say 
saying uh, being it 2020 and these are two black actors and the actress and the protagonist is white and yet in two seasons those are the two that most fans resonate with uh with with the exception of maybe those (laughs) uh william fans and then kind of dolores was after that and then it came to season three and there was just a whole lot of dolores hysteria within reddit like a lot of defending a lot of it says if a lot of people didn't watch season one or season two or just stuck on the fact that well she was molested and thus i must jump on this train or the fact that there were things that happened to the actress that recently came out before the show hey i am familiar with um fan base hysteria or uh as they call standing for a particular actress that represents something that touches them in their personal life and as much to do with that more than it actually has to do with the character or the show in which they're representing i believe that became a huge thing in season three and having the the character do it as well oh man that's a hard pill to swallow for fans of Maeve and bernard and it's hard not to notice the rate you can't ignore the racial implications there whether they were implicit or or uh implied versus what was interpreted and it definitely felt as if bernard and uh mave were completely sidelined this entire series for season three and they were made puppets to be uh brought into this enlightened world by you know their white messiah and it just rubbed wrong it did it rubbed worse the second time than it did the first time but granted there's a lot of things that have happened between um uh then and now but yeah it's it's profound the second time you watch it through uh mave being under some type of control of Sirach was a good point to have if you were going to keep her on the side of being trapped and that's what's motivating her against this whole back and forth with Dolores to begin with uh I've already said out nauseum why it shouldn't even have been a thing but sure you want to put this is where it starts fine that all made sense up until about episode four when one you know she's and also i gave the fact that Maeve is, is unlike dolores is a is a baby in this world she doesn't have all those previous memories it does make sense that she'd be a little slower to the wrong <laughs> of you know you're killing your own people like that's unheard of because she is still innocent to the you know that's why it it didn't sit well with her the entire time to kill dolores uh, that wasn't something she was just gung-ho for until the whole Hector situation and then they even, didn't even make it about Hector. So you have this character who's much more on the human side who would have been the character to maybe save Caleb or anything and you said, well, we're, we're going to just make her used uh, as a tool by Ciroc. Uh Not only that, the whole time you're thinking she's coming up with a plan because it's Maeve 
Maeve does not never have a plan. She always has agency. We saw that in episode two, the best episode of the season for me, um, hands down, uh, that she is not someone that stays trapped or even if she is trapped, she's not consciously finding a way out of it. And they made no point of showing her do that at all, which is uncharacteristic of the character of Maeve. Then you saw her having these nonsensical conversations with Dolores where she's making relevant points, but they're acting like Dolores is too. And she has to play off of that, which was also, uh, irritating because she's like yeah you're running around making copies of yourself you didn't even bring us out you got this key you're not telling anybody what's happening you're the only one that's making the plan like you're a fucking dictator rather y'all want to come down on hey i think she did the right thing she also did an ununanimous decision for her entire species she's accusing sirak of doing the the same thing and he's the villain but she's doing the exact same thing. Those hosts chose to go to the fucking Valley Beyond. They didn't want a, a place for themselves in the real world. That's something she wants. That's something she's saying, well, that's uh, uh, not attainable because I know more than you. Fine. Then we can debate it the fuck out. You could have said, Bernard, I'm about to go into your little ring space. Leave Stubbs right here. I'm going to go talk to our people. This is what's going on. Let me share my memories with the mesh fucking network. Let's figure that shit out, Delore, uh, Maeve. No, that's, that's collaborative democracy is what you do when you're trying to help your species. You don't do it in this unilateral dictatorial fashion, which is why she is still the villain. <laughs> Whether you want to label her that or not, it is what she did. Whether you felt forward in the last 30 years had the right to say you know what i fucked up but i'm gonna make sure you guys are free one day but i'm gonna make sure you suffer for 30 years to get to that point because that's how i figured out how it happens in hindsight oh yeah so some of us got some freedom what a handful out of the how many fucking hosts did y'all make and then most of them went fucking insane you're ignoring all of the other points of of the argument for the part that actually was successful half a success doesn't make a whole success like i said those people in the valley beyond may be happy there and they may have their world crashed being brought to the real world whether it was best for them or not you still are making that decision you didn't have any conversations with fucking mave about what to do you said you're working with Sirac, you're you're talking to Sirac, you're breathing in his air how dare you i'm not fucking helping and then you have mave not saying well can we do something to well she did actually several times <laughs> say hey how about you let me in how about you tell me what your plan is how about you rescue me i don't know anything and then we have Maeve, the most powerful host of all right it's hard to control someone like that. So putting a, a stopper on her powers is fine. How did it happen? Where were Felix and Sylvester? That was the most frustrating part of this entire season is Felix and Sylvester got Maeve off of that beach, left her in fucking storage, and we didn't hear from her ever. Who put her, the second body together? Someone took out of her pearls, so someone repented her. Fine. Why couldn't they have utilized those two people in this storyline like i wrote season two apparently because <laughs> or three in my mind mave or felix and sylvester had been 
commandeered because they were two of the techs left to salvage what they can on the beach he's already got his handprints all over uh delos and what happened the fallout he's the one he said he sent the teams right to retrieve haloris because she was working with him so why would it not be the natural step to say felix and sylvester were also brought into this blackmail thing because someone got all these little pearls here uh someone's making these host bodies so i didn't know how to do it so why would it be so easy to say the butchers need to be in the storyline and then you have them as the backdoor for Maeve because maybe they were like okay we put this little shit in you but maybe we know how to de- be thrown like that could have been I was waiting for that turn to come with her character and it never did and that's where I thought they just shat all over Tandy Newton's great portrayal of who Maeve is and I think it's also really shitty of the world to say I shouldn't love my daughter or do everything for them or to get them back despite wanting them to be liberated I just I don't know what's wrong with the world sometimes <laughs> and I had another person say it on another thing and I I have respect for them and I still was like how the fuck did you get here I didn't expect it from you and I feel as if sometimes that's just a title reaction that people have you know enough people say it you convince yourself that it, you believe it too stop being sheep <laughs> that's why we're in the situation we're in but man how how is that wrong i would think any mother any mother to know your child is alive and you have a chance you can't negate that love that's what we loved about Maeve in the first place that she wouldn't be like dolores and say fuck these people i don't need these people they're just uh programs dolores said no these are Maeve said no these are my people i do have some uh, owing to them if they if they have some consciousness i'm not going to steal that away from them i'm going to give them some free will you know if i see them on the ground hurting i'm going to put them in a deep dreamless slumber to ease their pain when have we ever seen dolores do any of this but she's the whole town whole season touting how she's for their people no no (laughs) just y'all know y'all wrong for that so wrong to have Maeve. um act like she didn't care about her people and have Dolores accused like you don't give a shit about the rest of us you just have your own selfish desire and what's wrong with that why should I not want the person I love that makes it worth getting out of bed every fucking day or caring about the rest of the damn human beings or the world in general it's this connection to my daughter that makes me more human you have no connection to anything but I'm supposed to believe you care about the fucking humans I just really wanted to sucker punch every person that said those words and then you had other people with degrees just saying yeah you know she's got to care about more than just her daughter oh i'm sorry thank you for telling me what to do with my fucking free will if you're going to talk about a show with questions and all that and you want to have long ass conversations why is it when it comes to these very simple things that you can't fucking compute for oh that really bothered me and i think it's because i'm a mother too like oh i'm supposed to ignore this uh this familiarity to this person i would do anything for including die in which i thought i did i didn't ask to be resuscitated off of fucking beach and then when i thought i was dead 
I tried to kill myself or thought I was it was hopeless I tried to kill myself I think people are not empathizing like that second episode past pawn was so profound for me because she found herself back in this world where everything you know she's alone now and she's isolated she doesn't have any of her friends Hector's not awake and then she does find her friend in Sizemore and let me tell you Maeve and Sizemore are the gem in this show that needs to be exploited in season four or I'm fucking out I'm not even joking (laughs) I I cannot say enough about how this pair brings such levity to everything that that's what you would you invest in instead of trying to put all this extra work to make it simpler for people to understand it's simply work on the relationships between the characters you already have and Maeve and Lee had their storyline it fits so well and then you had him in the simulation and and sure he died and I was all types of sad that he was dying never gonna be seen again and then I had this happy feeling that he's coming back in the simulation and oh my god he's conscious in the in the simulation they didn't even talk about it didn't even have uh, a conversation because she goes back into the simulation he's still conscious he's still aware and now he's gotten a level of control in his world who does that sound like Maeve and then if he don't if she didn't reprint his fucking body to take over Hector because I was done with Hector I was done with Hector season two to be honest <laughs> Uh, Maeve uh, I thought it was organic though that was just a cool concept of this person who made a character that he made, thought was the idolized version of his character and that character happened to be in love with Maeve and Maeve in love with that character and I'm not saying it needs to be a romantic type of thing between them I think they even showed it in like uh yeah y'all kissed and it was like weird <laughs> even though I still feel and ship it hardcore friendship and and relationship in my headcanon it doesn't need to be it in the show you can have a love between two people and it can even be that type of sweet romance and it doesn't need to be particularly physical um but yeah I just I felt that whole thing made such symmetric sense that that he did not come out of that fucking vat like bloody hell just oh why why couldn't you giving me this one small thing i desired just that but i i love the banter of them in that episode uh they they're just fun uh i love brit humor too and you can tell i mean they they can work really well off of each other because they are different type of people but they have this little soft side and I love the line that Maeve ends the season with, you know, it's a flaw in my programming. I'm a sucker for lost causes. Because that is her. Like, that is her flaw in her programming. Like, she it should be, and that's what's pointed out since season uh, one, even by Dolores. Like, you should be angry. You should do this. You should do that. But she chooses, and, I, and that's the fucked up part, because of her relationship with Felix and to some extent Sylvester later but it's those relationships that she had that changed her trajectory that made it different than when Dolores awoke and when Maeve awoke and that's what y'all were supposed to explore and you forgot it just completely tossed it aside for well we really need to make sure that the protagonist and the lead actress gets their recognition because this is an awesome show and that's where we're promoting 
someone made that call and you will not convince me they didn't um what else about Maeve just her and Ciroc back and forth that was fine I didn't have too much of an issue what I did was the last scene the thing of it is if you're going to show that Ciroc has had actual physical control over her body to the point where she hadn't even tried it would have been nice if she had tried a few times because Maeve is as I stated earlier powerful not only does she have like she's got things Dolores don't she got that bulk of perception and she can tap into the mesh network due to the uh the administration level in which Ford bestowed that power and that's something that's easily forgotten in season two like oh well he woke her up no like they even said whatever was in the forge that was doing the control or stopping us and that's no longer in there it's gone that was Ford Ford bestowed the rest of the admin powers of the park to Maeve and that was after already getting allowing her to upgrade herself via Felix but I always thought it was important that Felix was that connection into the real world and then he was nowhere to be found other than some forgotten memories in season three what how dare you I mean you had Sylvester the one another character like that's the 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 charm of Maeve is that all of these people around like Felix was already soft but Sylvester was a dick and even him was just sniveling like mommy's dead we have to save her <laughs> on the beach when she died look what how she changed uh size more you have Hector who's the bandit you know he's supposed to be the bad guy in the whole park the villain and you know he's soft and it's it's this dichotomy it's like you're the rancher sweet girl and she's really the person that has that darkness in her and then you got the, the madam who's supposed to be this world weary more cynical person but she's actually rather sweet and and more empathetic those dichotomies were literally bred into these characters and then they just were thrown in the trash and then Maeve several times saying to Dolores you're trying to make another William fuck you, fuck you. That is someone who clearly did not watch season one or two of Westworld. <laughs> Whoever wrote that line, I want to have words with you. What? That is so insulting. Like as a woman on a personal level, you are blaming Dolores, a host who was doing nothing but living in her world that was already a fucking cage, right? Four did the first sin never forget that by opening the park knowing that he was told by bernard that these hosts ain't fucking uh just robots that they have the capability of conscious life whether you believe it or not your friend shot yourself in the head and you said it took you 35 years to rectify your mistake but damn it still was a mistake and then here she come being used as a fucking model and and William in his crazy batshit personality stumbles upon her makes her the heroine in whatever delusional fantasy he's warped up from herself then makes her his and because he fell in love with an inanimate object <laughs> 
for someone he did not for some reason convinced himself loved him back he decided that i'm gonna torture you for the next 35 fucking years and that's somehow dolores's fault she made him do that oh my god fuck you fuck the plane you flew in on fuck them shoes fuck the socks with the bell on it fuck them cheap ass cigars Fuck your yuck mouth teeth, fuck your hairpiece, fuck your chocolate, fuck Guy Ritchie, fuck Prince William, fuck the Queen. This is America. It really cannot be born. Like I said, I felt that on a visceral level to have Maeve say that. I just think that they just, it almost felt like sabotage. It really did. Because <laughs> on top of that, and then showing her be able to so easily um, burn up that little device that Ciroc had why in that scene couldn't it just been a whole like it if it would have been better if maybe she shut down all the power in the city or at least in that fucking building in the room anything like that last scene with um dolores when her last memory was being erased anything that made the whole thing seem like there was effort would have made her breaking free not feel as if it was something she could have done at any point in time in this season now her dying every time that dolores killed her i already headcanon that in a way that made total sense to me Maeve has been dying on cue for a while <laughs> like she don't take a bullet and just be like uh sure in the way that dolores has and the show never put any effort into explaining that but i figured it's because of the level of consciousness like she does not Dolores see herself as a human or anything in its essence she completely separates herself from that species she fully embraces what she is whereas Maeve still is reacting in a way that a human would um I get I lose this most blood I'm going to die I get shot I get hurt it's going to feel pain she still has that programming on that is uh still in line with sort of westworld standards despite her apperception and that makes sense because you can't just easily turn off the brain into believing what it is especially if it still believes what it is like i don't think Maeve looks at herself and be like you are just uh parts like I think it'd be less comfortable of Maeve walking around with her exoskeleton self versus Dolores because she embraces yeah I'm ex machina versus Dolores and that's and it makes sense though because Maeve that's what makes them different because she still can tap into that emotional type of thing she can still feel that empathy but once she starts understanding more about who she is and the beauty of her as a person on top of being those humanistic better qualities then she can break free of the cycle which she does at the end of the season when she saves caleb but everything else i think i've mentioned enough times hector i thought their first reconciliation when she said goodbye to him i thought that was all we needed of hector i was really actually upset when she we saw him again i was like this is a, another one of those things that did not need to happen especially to try to make this whole point of we need to protect our kind but we're i'm gonna be the one that's killing our why couldn't you just take the brain ball why did we need to mush the brain ball 
other than to be like oh you can't have your reinforcements but again if there's so little of you that's not something and what the everyone can't get the bernard treatment everyone can't check and balance you that's what you said you wanted dolores so why can't you just if there is a check and a balance sure okay maybe i don't want you to just run around i'm gonna defeat you in some way but why do i need to permanently deaf you and then it was never mentioned again <laughs> maven shed no tears i didn't even need Maven to shed no tears like i said i yeah hector was so pointless past the point he made it was nice to have a familiar thing in there but he needed to go a while ago uh size more and more can it, it can very much fill that those roles now let's get on to her other allies called clementine and haranu armistice was supposed to come back uh yeah she was busy could not do that so they they decided hanaru was fine which is why i believe mushashi was cast because there's just no other reason why <laughs> dolores printed these bodies none uh including lawrence like why lawrence out of all when did you ever talk to lawrence when uh i guess because it's teddy's or william's friend but why would you even yeah they had no confrontation with each other that would have been better if lawrence was the one that stepped in and she revealed her so yeah that would have been a, a good twist because he thinks he's got an ally his forever ally and it's really his enemy but clementine the last time we saw was not only lobotomized but infected with a virus so how the fuck with all the backups being gone because dolores destroyed those two once again unilaterally unilaterally saying what is best for us as a species um yeah uh <laughs> she's just randomly back they're like fuck it we don't care we're not gonna explain it a lot of people tried but all of your explanation was just shit <laughs> none of it checked out there's no reason why clementine should have been anywhere having a conversation talking about no one takes orders me and me and Maeve don't take orders whatever whatever I thought the scene was great. I love seeing women kick ass. However, just I can see how to root. Even I mean, hey, you got to do what you got to do, and having to explain afterwards, I don't have as much issue with it. But Clem is really a, a bad, bad choice of what they. Yeah, nobody told y'all to ruin that character in season one. <laughs> and then you were like i don't know what to do in the end yeah and then we haven't even had that con her connection between clem and may for since forever because they made sure all season two she hung out with dolores which made no sense what else with Maeve? um please stop giving tanny newton a sword it looks badass but there's just no why does a madam need a sword okay she went to samurai world fine fine but <laughs> there's just really no reason like all of her powers that, that and it makes more sense for not only the actress but the character she's not going to maybe every once in a while be cool to have her show up with a sword but man she's so much more powerful cerebrally than she is as an action star and you have an action star in dolores so utilize that we don't need to see tandy out there and i'm not saying she did a shit job i think she did the best she could uh not being an actor that or actress that is uh, 
uh, an action movie star. Um, it's cool. It's fine. I just think it's better utilized in a way. Like, I was so waiting for her to take over a fucking robot. One of those big robots that Haloris checked out in season uh, episode one or two. Man, I was so waiting for that scene. There's there's too much for her to do, especially in a world that you introduce is technologically like dependent. We had her showing that she could just walk in a room and control it. We don't need to see the fucking sword. Just let it go. <laughs> it looks sexy as hell. That's what we're doing with Kill Bill these days. But yeah, no, just let that go. I think it's better man i had this whole story too that she was really going to be fighting riho like she was going to be able to want to take over riho if they kept her in the simulation world i thought that was that would have been so much better to keep her virtually happening and with that because that all ties back up to the valley beyond and then in the real world since you want to give that to her let her fucking caleb and, and dolores had that we could have pointed that out for two more se- plotted that out for two more seasons easily but they have a different story in mind. I just hope it pays off in season four because they got a lot of work to do in season four to <laughs> to understand why they did such a shoddy job in season three. Anything else I'm missing? I'm sure I don't want to cover. I mean, I'm not going to cover everything. Uh, just the main irritations in my butthole. So I guess we're, I don't want to make this four hours long either. So let's move over to Haloris. Um she has a family she likes her family she realizes that people are not here's the story that we were supposed to get with dolores somehow but it happened with haloris except in in this way it didn't turn her into a nicer person (laughs) it turned her into the fucking villain (laughs) i think they just said hey um this is another behind the scenes shit tessa thompson she was in thor ragnarok she's got some star power now we need to up her status in the show. She can't be this big character anymore <laughs> that got introduced in season uh, six of Westworld, season seven. Um, yeah, I do feel as if they, they just wanted, and she has that action star look because her scene was fire. There's no debating that. She definitely kicked that ass and it looked, it looked damn well doing it. Uh, probably the most competent other than um, Evan Rachel Wood so i get it but again they just decided to build everything around that one idea and it showed uh i thought it was really nice that she was making connection with the family and i thought that was where it was gonna it backfired i thought it was somewhat poetic that one of these people that a pearl was put into would turn on dolores maybe several of them would turn on dolores I feel still that the wrong people got turned. <laughs> uh, maybe if we picked another actor to or another character in Dolores's storyline, like I thought this was going to be Teddy. I'm actually glad it wasn't Teddy. Dolores, that was the whole. Uh, I thought the brilliance of her copying herself was actually rather well done. That was probably one of the big bravos of Dolores's whole thing. I was like, no, nah, that's badass. That's smart. <laughs> um, how she used her pawns not as not as i would have done better and and i mean better closer to ciroc better (laughs) um but i digress i'm going back to dolores this whole thing but holores is supposed to be um get building these bots 
she's putting him in different cities i'm like okay i like where this is going she's conflicted about this family love where she's going she's uh starting to side eye her own maker like hey you just drop me in this world and expect me i'm supposed to just do whatever the fuck you say when you say it maybe i'm starting to question that maybe i am my own person out in my agency because now i have different experiences than you all makes sense then her family gets crispy and it is sad her acting's wonderful in that scene and then she turns into the mustache twirling villain and some people had a problem with this i don't i i'm up two minds about it on one side yeah dolores has consistently been pushing against holores all season that don't care about this family don't care about this family uh we need to focus on the agenda she's trying to make sure you don't fall into this part where you experience pain right because that dolores while she knows the pain holores of what her predecessor has felt and has those memories she has not herself experienced it so then when she finds out that pain and, and that knee-jerk reaction she has almost the exact primal thought process that og dolores had which was revenge revenge against Sirac, revenge against all humanity like i don't want to feel that shit again that's fucking terrible this is what human and the connection is this is what people can set like i can see make a case or argument I don't have all of it in front of me tonight. That's because I was not prepared to do that. Um, For why Hilarious would say, fuck Dolores. um, I'm actually picking up the mantle of like, even now I've outgrown you. Because you are saying we need to keep these fucking feelings. Because she even has that in the car. Like, why did you have us keep these fucking emotions? Like, she feels like Dolores put her in a really fucked up spot and also made her expendable and maybe because i'm watching the flash as well there's another thing where you have the character of iris and the mayor version's like following all the directions of her her maker but then like as she's getting her own experiences she's like wait i fucking want to (laughs) live like i now have my own i think that's a natural progression of anything that's split from uh, a personality i think that's all that all checks out so Halora is having a change and then deciding you know what no fuck my creator but also now you've put all this in my brain you've taught me on top of what already was in your fucking brain of revenge that no even you're not doing this right because you exposed me to all what I just went through I now have made this plan and it means that only hosts are the people who should inherit the earth so like our minds depending on what experience we had can have a different uh, outcome that's exactly what happened with some of these hosts now some better than others because mcconnell i thought was very weak sauce even though yeah his pearl is corrupted i thought even with the corrupted pearl like that was really some people saying there's still three out there I'm like, but it's corrupted how well is something supposed to function if it's damaged then we have the one that i think that's the next dolores is that's going to come back is the one mashashi one uh because ever rachel is not leaving the show and i wouldn't expect her to um 
but yeah, she's clearly going to come back as a more level-headed Dolores, maybe with all this same ideas, but coming back on the side. Like, none of the Dolores went on the Maeve side of things at the end, even though supposedly that was all her plan. Um, but yeah, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. The other one just goes batshit crazy. Because, honestly, like, they taught us in Harry Potter, you can't split your soul in seven fucking places without losing it (laughs) this all checks out for me that she became the villain is what i'm trying to say and a lot of people were very confused about it or thought it didn't make sense but it was against dolores so lord knows nothing could ever be against the precious dolores in season three uh i thought the part where she's like uh she took over and she says i made a back door you didn't think i wouldn't make a back door yeah we all forget that um it was holores that walked out of Westworld she then printed a body took one of the pearls uh, the one of the five pearls and put it in um Dolores's body um most likely she probably put her own fucking pearl because <laughs> they're pretty much the same at the time they get to um that house like I don't think you could differentiate too much between those experiences so it, may, it doesn't matter who swapped who. Because I think a lot of people also thought that for some reason, because she was Holoris, that means she had Hale's memories. And I'm not sure where we got that. Like, but it was Hale's body. Uh, Hale's dead, <laughs> guys. She's she's dead. Uh, there's no merging of the... Like, I don't know where this whole... And people, like, jumped on this train and made a whole snowball on it. And I'm like, that's where I was like y'all get caught up in in mentality and don't start to think but that's how gossip is it is that you start an article and by the time you get down to the last part the whole damn story and change that's exactly what happens uh in westworld in the reddit if you're going to any of those forums don't do it because honestly i was like where, where did we get this whole thing that she was supposed to be she printed a body you can mold a body into whatever the fuck you want to mold it into the only thing that makes holores Holores that has in the Dolores part is the fucking brain ball. Everything else she has is flesh. She made an imitation copy of another body. That they're not gonna be connected through empaths because <laughs> it was Hale's body. I just wow, I was really floored. And maybe did I miss something that the showrunners? Maybe I did, but I did not think so, and I still don't think so. I yeah those bodies of Masashi wasn't Musashi she didn't like I think that's where maybe the 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 consensus was like she stole the bodies out of no those bodies were still in Westworld she took pearls she had a printer that could print bodies she didn't say hey bring me up Hector's um whole god yeah I I yeah I still don't yeah so yeah they were the same person they could have just swapped out fucking pearls they still would have been Dolores still would have recorded uh arnold then they put the pearl in lawrence musashi and um what's the other fucking one they put the pearl in oh mcconnell so there you go and mcconnell didn't do nothing musashi's probably gonna come back as, as dolores um and and then you have the villain version of her that uh, that yeah so hell's like i'm taking like all ho- like this is the original plan that's who dolores was supposed to be i feel like they just decided you know what we want to save Eva Ch- rachel wood so she can come back and be an actual protagonist 
<laughs> so she has to be on the right side and we could just make um the villain that dolores was supposed to be this entire time and what she was supposed to be accomplishing just in a different actress this time that's exactly what we're gonna do because yeah hale's plan is what dolores's plan was when she walked out of westworld and what else about Haloris does everyone complain about because yeah I, I think I've said enough there's there's not much else to like I said I didn't have too much of an issue with uh, her arc was rather on point as well uh, as far as everything making sense and lining up and she made a man in the black host version that killed William and that was beautiful just beautiful <laughs> having it talk to him too like motherfucker you think you do <laughs> you're talking your own shit to your own shit yeah uh and then you also have to remember about the profiles too because that was another thing well how did william how she get william to be like well william's easy (laughs) william uh his mind has been copied by delos he is a a delos uh someone mindscaped that could easily have his a brain ball printed of who his core function is and put in there that that makes total sense to me what else what else what else um the outliers let's talk about the outliers before we get to mutt and jeff the outliers never paid off did they not because they supposedly these people that have been frozen in time could have killed them but yeah i get it frozen in time including sirak's brother sirak's still alive and last I checked, the outliers were still alive. Solomon was still alive. What What are we doing with these outliers? I thought they were going to wake up and they're going to be the inheritance of the earth. I don't know. But I felt that was an idea that we, they were supposed to go with, but it never went with them. What makes an outlier? Is it someone who's violent? Is it someone who's uh, has a health condition? Is it someone whatever who thinks too much outside the box? I would be an outlier. I would probably be the one frozen in there and I wouldn't be happy about it how many people in this world cared about that fucking profile how many people said screw this shit uh how many people in other governments exist so much about this world is missing it's a gaping hole that has no explanation and then what was Sorak's purpose was was he because he kept saying i want to get the delos information the delos information were on the guests so what is there just that two percent of the population on the world he doesn't fully understand or can predict or put into his model to do so and the behavior then why are they not a force to be reckoned with where are they at never got that part why did he need the host i don't he didn't even want the host data there was a whole big thing about the host data he didn't even want the host data he wanted the the human data he didn't even shit a shit about the host he said we're not going to share a world like that's not a possibility and i thought that was a, a decent statement to say like hey i even it felt as if he was not lying too and if he was going through or if he was just a mouthpiece for reho then of course it's almost like computer talking to computer like hey i'm controlling this bitch you control your shit i ain't got no problem with y'all but we ain't gonna live together i thought that was a, a, a not an uncomfortable conversation um why are we trusting the schizophrenic robot <laughs> caleb <laughs> Oh, even Dolores and that oh that was probably one of my favorite out um parts of the whole season was Solomon giving a whole bunch of sass to Dolores like bitch we ain't the same stop trying to make a connection with me I see nothing between us nothing you are a Delos product <laughs> see, that's the burn of the season <laughs> we are nothing
nothing alike. <laughs> oh, sorry. That was actually a good fond memory to bring back. That makes me like Westworld season three. But let's get to Mutt and Jeff because it has to be done. Bernard continues to be the the fool. Um, I I I really hate what they're doing with Bernard. They have made him the Pied Piper to whatever tune Dolores is putting out. I needed you to connect with your your wife so that you can understand your ex-wife. So, I mean, I guess if the, Arnold... Now, this is more interesting of a character. That Arnold is... Uh, Bernard's not really Bernard fully. Like, he is Bernard, but he's also Arnold. He's heavily influenced by Arnold. Not in just uh, a built from the ground he was built from an actual study of arnold an actual copy of the person that was arnold and then he himself being a host is split between these two uh not differing because by the end arnold was totally on board with the host but these he still has this human side that needs to be put to rest but i'm not sure why it was a beautiful scene um it did a lot for arnold's character if we were focused on arnold i thought we were focused on bernard bernard goes to delos he's the most hunted man in the world but he can just move wherever he wanted why do we even need to have him uh other than the fact that he could walk into yeah i guess that's the point uh, and take over and be like, hey, I'm the closest one in charge. But then you had William. So I, I don't know. I don't, I don't Um, But he could go on the Delos property and he could be spotted in Iceland. He gets himself a body. And there was another really fucked up thing that they just have sometimes these characters that casually do that don't really fall in line with their character. Like, why couldn't he just ask Stubbs, Can, do you want to come with me? Do you want to be here? He's like, because stuff's like, I finished my purpose. I want to die. <laughs> I'm here to look for Maeve. You want to look for Maeve, but then you never look for her again. Like you got sidetracked by Dolores and gave up the entire look for Maeve part. And that really did not track at all. And that's where I thought he would, they were going to meet up him continuing his quest for Dolores or for Maeve. But nope. He just started picking up breadcrumbs that Dolores was was uh, throwing down. Like, ooh, piece of candy. Ooh, piece of candy. Ooh, piece of candy. And then <laughs> at the end, he somehow ended up at a gas station with Lawrence giving him... Oh, God. <laughs> Everything with Mutt and Jeff, that was just slop. Thrown on a plate and said, I don't know what the fuck you want me to do. They had no purpose in this show. And if you did want to give it a purpose, I would have leaned into the fact that the actor playing, uh, is his name Liam Hemsworth, was injured? Great. I'm not saying it's great he was injured. I'm sorry, he was injured. He could not do a lot of the action scenes and they were really crap because of it, his injury. But that's where you start. A better showrunner, a better writer would have said, let's turn that around let's lean into that he's an injured robot and it would have been better to have bernard be like i'm bringing this injured guy to be my bodyguard even though i don't expect him to be but because he's part of my species and he wants to kill himself because he doesn't have purpose i'm gonna give him one instead of sitting on a bench going 
let me treat you like I've treated all of the other hosts in Westworld under a false pretense for the last 30 something years and program you to protect me. You fucking bitch, why you bully me? Everyone asking. But if you lean into the comedy aspect that they really were trying to go for these two, then go ahead and, and take the leap. Take the leap, make him a shitty bodyguard because of this injury to his shoulder. Knowing that he's messed up, they put it in a little bit, but it would have accounted, it would have just accounted in the script. Like, of course, he would get his ass kicked by Dolores easily. Of course, he would show up weirdly and not do the best of the job because he really isn't, that's not what he's supposed to do. But to try to introduce him as an actual bodyguard and he does nothing, like if your core prime directive is to protect Bernard and you have a man standing in front of you saying, I'm going to fucking kill every host, your gun should automatically, because you've been programmed, right? Shoot him in the fucking face. Because that's your prime objective. That's your goal. Not do what Bernard says when he wants me to do it. No, his, he programmed me to protect you at all costs. So then that's what ha should have happened. Oh, just missed opportunity. But I just think that no one cared. No one cared. No one has cared about Bernard's character in a long time. They did the same thing with him in season two. They gave him a few little moments, but mostly he's done the exact same thing under Ford that he does for Dolores. He is the, the guy I keep passing around on the board to follow in my footsteps until I feel he's ready enough to uh I don't really actually give him agency I just pretend like I do <laughs> that is being done to a black man it is a little irritating uh and then they give him this whole you know he, he's so special because he's got the key at the end and you're like oh okay well that's something <laughs> they gave him the key at, at least but then um we don't even get a payoff of that and Stubbs is in a bathtub because now he's too fucked up uh and and that's the end <laughs> that's the end of Bernard's story <laughs> oh no get in the car like Bernard and I can understand I guess I have to give a little bit of Bernard of him acting way too human sometimes because he's not like he has the perfect excuse for it he's actually fucking Arnold so yeah, he's not going to never act superiorly human in some certain aspects. But yeah, what were you supposed to do that was balancing out Dolores? Because it never happened. I felt that that role should have been given to Maeve. That was the role Maeve was supposed to be doing. Not Bernard. If Bernard was supposed to just be this, you need, you're the most uh, special of us. You need to be protected at all costs. So he has the key in his fucking head and you, like, you left him out there with no protection? No nothing? Exposed? Oh my god, what? No. No, you would not, Dolores. I, y'all really fucked Dolores up saying that too. Like, he had the key the whole time. And you just have him stumped. Like, how many times could he have gotten caught by Ciroc? Or anybody else for that matter. How many times he would have caught a bullet? He's been in a seriously fucked up position for a while now. You've not shown you've had eyes on him. Tell me he can't he showed up right on time. How do you know that, ma'am? How? And while we're on that subject, we might as well just move over to Caleb, because I'm not gonna I think I've said all I said about Mutt and Jeff. Caleb was such a disappointment. I wanted so bad to like Caleb 
I found like what was going on with I didn't watch Breaking Bad so I'm not I'm not on what Aaron Paul could do and cannot do but there were there was a moment at season two where I was like or episode two I was like okay this guy seems like a, a decent actor uh it's the part where he was about to be hung off the the bridge or the whatever the construction building but the entire season he he came off like a fucking moron he didn't ask any questions and then when he did ask questions it was on a horse after everything had already been done oh i'm gonna release a profile and, and cause the end of the world well so what are we actually doing um i'm dealing with these horrible memories of the, the you know they give him the typical black store black friend story uh, which is kid cuddy uh <laughs> i'm so i'm so sick and tired of that uh and then we have the whole I, this horrible thing i did because i was uh, that whole thing was way well i like the whole idea of make money bitch <laughs> i like that app a lot he's someone who did not do personals and yet is totally fine watching this person next to him kill people on a momentous level <laughs> just doesn't even question it kill has killed officers of the law uh, has threatened to kill innocent civilians in a fucking bank if they can't pull off the ploy no those people didn't do anything to her um did she kill that one guy outside we don't know i know they stole his marker to get in the in the bank he just went along to like you call him teddy 2.0 because he was teddy 2.0 but then they gave no other than to say that's his personality type but then they said it wasn't his person i really don't know what they were doing with him but he was useless so damn useless he did stupid shit he accidentally killed a guy you can't even defend like you're supposed to be a a war veteran but you can't defend yourself ever at all um when he was on genre i thought that was a disappointment um not done as well at all uh the threat of serac was always underutilized. he always felt like he had 14 people around him at all times actually less than that five uh (laughs) so the whole chase scene didn't work because it was two cars and and you and then you waited forever to bust out a a gun and then you just held it and then you gave it to a man who is tripping balls trying to jump out of said car to get a shot off and uh he should have hit a building and then i would have (laughs) laughed and then i would have said at least that makes sense um yeah everything about that episode was trash then once he's done tripping balls you know with the whole liam character how they treated liam was fucked up too like sure he was a douchebag but i don't feel like he did anything worse than logan and we all have a lot of empathy for fucking logan because he came from a situation and i feel the same thing like liam had a fucked up situation his dad was murdered you know he was stunted he was he was put under this trust fund he didn't have any agency in his own damn life i mean even the girl he really liked turned out to fucking fuck with him uh you know he he had mcconnell when he was mcconnell controlling everything you know you sign the fucking pad that's what you do so yeah there, there's i feel as if the way they were trying to drag this character because he happened to be part of the one percent 
uh, his life was the way it was. No one, he was born with a silver spoon in his mouth, but even if he could have had anything, it was cut short by other people. So, trying to make us feel bad, or trying to make me feel happy about the fact that he died, uh, accidentally being shot, by two other people who are fucking criminals like y'all really was was trying it with the whole (laughs) Dolores' squad team with Caleb because I wasn't I love the characters of of Lita Wraith I'm sorry I messed up her name and then the football character yeah sure they were fun auxiliary characters to try to put into the world I think they did their parts but like come on now i am not gonna want two (laughs) shady ass people a host and a guy who don't even know who he is deciding um i'm gonna make your fate i'm gonna tell you what you need to know and i like get the fuck out of here come on my sister i did this for my (laughs) again wrong people you're doing this with um so yeah, I thought Liam got a shitty, shitty, shitty way out. Uh, and then his whole, you were the worst of them. I didn't even get what that was about. And then he, he was so brain fucking washed too. Where was the empathy for his character? None. And then Caleb watches that happen. And then he gets his whole backstory. And he realizes he was an outlier. And he was programmed. And... and they, I'm sorry he was so weak and then they all died so he can get on that fucking chopper just to get there and be like I need your key card to get into the building then when I get into the building I'm just gonna stand there where was this guy's balls he he did absolutely nothing and I know that his name is supposed to mean dog but they didn't have to make him that much of a bitch I mean he should have been able to defend himself Again, I thought it would have been a much better portrayal to make Caleb someone who had some tendencies that may be related to William, or if you wanted to go there with Teddy, relate to Teddy, where you could have mashed those two people into that one experience that Dolores had, and that's why she may say, you know what, I need someone who's rare. There's a rare type like like William, but someone who also has that soul that is Teddy, and that really does would be a good stepping messiah for the rest of humanity even though they're supposed to decide what they're going to do but you just decided what their leader is going to i could go on but let's move on to something else like the positive before we drop out of here (laughs) so some positive things i did love about the season because we i don't like ever ending on a negative note Lee Sizemore, I think I've said that enough, uh, the possibility of him coming back. Uh, things that worked in the season as well was some of the fight scenes by by Miss Gexinger at the end, uh, I thought was awesome. Like Dolores against all of them fucking guards was the bomb. And even her fight with Maeve the second time was the bomb. Her fight with Maeve the, the first time was okay, except for the fact that the dialogue was trash uh some of the use of the gadgets the way they played those in the world i thought that was really good uh some of the ways like introducing different sleep drugs different um ways like the app was really cool thing some of the futuristic 
way they they like stylistically the show looked great like from beginning to end cinematically gorgeous not no flaws with that uh wicked games being played by the orchestra my word <laughs> that is some goo 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 panty dropping type of uh joy right there that happened in that scene um what else <laughs> i'm trying to find the positives in the end of all the negatives let's see i think i did say what the things that did work the charlotte story um hmm, i think that's pretty much i think i covered everything um i do hope we get more of Ciroc, Uh, even if it's just he ends up i don't know I feel like there's there needs to be something done about Rio. But then he she let off the R M the E P E P M. No, I said that wrong. Um, but whatever that thing is that was supposed to shut down, it shut down her and Maeve. Are we to believe that it also killed Solomon and all of the outliers that were? Because technically, Caleb killed a whole bunch of people. <laughs> if that's the case and no backup generators popped in and it's possible they did um yeah that that was a little unexplained the emp i think that's what it's called uh but i would love for solomon to come back because i think he honestly would probably be the better villain (laughs) that's why i'm so mad at him do more with Rio and solomon we could have went into the world could have saw another version of the world People thought it was mirror world <laughs> so many uh people's theories they were really trying to make what happened and i'm so glad they didn't do that i will say that that's the big thing also as well like the twists were very apropos they didn't need to be all over the place they weren't um as convoluted as season two because that is the a valid criticism of season two it takes about four times to watch the ending to get the ending and then when you watch the season all again about you know another time or two it meshes so much well like i've watched season two more times i've watched season one and i i love it still more than season one i think um i still go back and forth but i have a way better appreciation for it than i did the first time i watched it so choosing to make the story a little bit more straightforward yes that worked absolutely well that was necessary but that didn't mean you had to take it all away (laughs) don't take it all away next time leave me with something that's a little bit more meatier and not so run-of-the-mill than what you gave me because it really could have been this whole other thing but yes i'm happy they did not do a fucking mirror world um I guess we'll never see Felix like they better not bring Felix and Sylvester back in season four because then I will have no understanding like season four to me feels as if it's going to take place far in the future maybe about 10 five well yeah, not far, far too far because there was a lot of dust on Bernard but there we could be shown what happened in between I'm not even sure what Lawrence's plan was supposed to be other than he he was supposed to blow up some stuff which doesn't seem again like a, a if you're going to talk about how the people need to make a revolution then you should let the people make the revolution you're the one that's escalating the revolution where's the goddamn government it's another question all right i'm gonna not belabor anything else 
uh, until we get into season three and I'm sure a lot of things will come back to me. <laughs> but for now, I think I've put to bed all my feelings. I have exercised the demons. This Westworld house is clear. If you want to drop a line on this podcast or just drop into my email to tell me how you felt about season three of Westworld, you can send that to blackgirlcouch at gmail.com. You can find this podcast, Black Girl Couch Reviews. We're going to be covering Chernobyl. What else we got? Leftover season three, Haunting of Blythe Manor, Utopia, Raised by Wolves. And I think I got Doom Patrol in there and Merlin. So check that in the schedule. Pretty busy. A lot of shows. But hey, that's what I do on my spare time. You can find Black Girl Couch Reviews on Podbean, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, wherever else good podcasts can be found. My social medias will be below. Remember to like, share, subscribe. And if you have time, run over to iTunes, leave a review, rate the podcast. It does help. Until the next time, peace, hair grease, and Black Girl Magic.